What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast, the official podcast of MetalNexus.net. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Terry, and with me, as always, is John Beatty. How are you doing tonight, man? Doing good. Getting uh, very hot. It's it's getting pretty warm up in here, man. It's almost like somebody has ignited a furnace, like, right underneath my chair. Ooh. That could just be my space heater catching on fire, but <laughs> I'd pretty much die without that thing. It's like three degree wind chill out here in st louis so uh yeah i I could definitely i could definitely go for some furnace uh furnace action like a like a furnace festival i mean it is my birthday weekend and it is known to be the hottest week of the whole year yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm pretty stoked like because i mean i went to i went to cornerstone festival for many many years in the middle of a cornfield in the middle of illinois so uh i'm kind of used to like dudes wearing short short shorts and uh you know bandanas over their faces and you know all kinds of good stuff but you know i don't know man like uh i i, I could have never imagined that a festival like furnace fest was ever going to happen during my adult life well i mean it's been happening 20 years dude how can you not imagine that it still keep going well it hasn't really been going for 20 years <laughs> uh, uh the last furnace fest um if i did my research better i would know exactly when the last one was but it was a while back and i did not get to go um, I was much younger. This was four kids ago and a mortgage ago and a marriage ago and all that good stuff. So, but looking at this lineup, man, I, I can definitely tell you that it feels like I'm in high school again. Dude, I showed this to my wife and she was like, it looks like our high school years come back, you know, 20 years later. It's like a 20 year high school reunion. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, some of the bands are new, like you get knocked loose in there and you know, Holy Gold. Gideon, you know, um, a lot, but, you know, and I love all those bands, but some of the other ones, you know, make the, uh, make the, the ticket price worth it to me because there's some of these bands that I'm probably never going to see again. Not on this lineup. Actually, this lineup reminds me of like when you see return to the pit or you see like, you know, Brian fair from shadows fall post those like old school flyers from shows. And you're like, Oh my God, converge shadows fall, hate breed kill switch. Every time I die $7 at a VFW hall. And you're like, Holy fuck. That must've been packed. And then like, you see the dudes in the bands that are like, yeah, I remember that show. Eight people were there, and you're like, what the fuck? We got paid in pizza. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, wow. But, I mean, like, that's what this flyer feels like is, like, an old-school flyer from 20 years ago where you look at the lineup and you're like, there's no way that lineup could afford to be put together today. But it is. It's real life. We are here to discuss this lineup. We actually have gotten the separation of who's playing on what day as of today. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to break down the Furnace Fest Festival. Let's not do it by day yet, though. I'd, I'd rather just do um, A to Z. There it. As there actually is an A to Z. I wonder who that Z is. Hmm. Uh <laughs> Uh, the first band uh, that is on the flyer, not the first announced, I, I originally thought, yeah, we'll do this in announcement history, but uh, now that all the bands have been announced, I think it's it's safe to do an A to Z. So the first band uh, on the list is 68, which is uh, 
Josh Scogan's band, uh, two-man band. Um, I don't know if you've listened to much 68, John. I have seen 68 so many times. Uh, I remember when they were opening for... Oh, fuck, what was the band they were opening up for? It was Death Haven, it was 68 Death Haven, and then this band, and I can't, oh, it was, uh, I think it was Under Oath. Uh, no, my wife was with me, so it wasn't Under Oath. Uh, regardless, um, my wife, my wife, you know, I went to go get a beer. Oh, it was Bring Me. That's who it was. It was 68 Death Haven, Bring Me the Horizon, and on the Sempaternal record uh, cycle. And my wife was like, these kids have no fucking idea what 68 is about or who is basically 68. And in looking at the kids react to it, she was 100% correct. Um, I have seen that band so many times in so many small rooms and big rooms. I've seen crowds really get into it. I've seen crowds stand there with their arms crossed and have no fucking idea what they're looking at. And all of those are the proper reaction to a 68 show. Yeah, I mean, me personally being being a fan of Josh's other bands, um, you know, with the chariot norma jean definitely who? 68 right yeah i don't know who, who that is uh but uh some band that the kids like but uh you know i think that me being a pri- primarily more of a heavier music fan i was a little taken aback by 68 but then you know like vocally josh still like can still sound very similar to how he did in the chariot so it's like for fans of that band specifically I think it's a I think it's a good transition and I think that they they still bring it live even with it only being with it being a much smaller uh setup than what they'd had with the chariot which was more of a full band but I mean it it, all, it always sounds good and it's always a good time. They're definitely not the main reason I'm going but um <laughs> you know at the same time though uh you know they'll be a good addition to the lineup you know I'm not going to I'm not going to go get a beer while they're playing. I'm just going to throw this rumor out there, because why not? I love stirring shit up. So a smaller band that maybe you aren't aware of that is playing this is Holy Gold, uh, which has one Keller Harbin from the band The Chariot uh, on there. And Josh is going to be there. So maybe an early version of The Chariot reunion is possible. It's not going to happen. Maybe it's going to happen. Josh was pretty uh, pretty clear that it's not going to happen. So Yeah, well, that's a swerve tactic to let it be a thing where when it happens, you're like, oh, he said it wasn't going to happen, and then it does. I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay, I mean, you, you tell yourself whatever you want, but uh, you know, I'll definitely let you know if it happens. Okay. I'll be like, oh my God, John, it's happening, it's happening. Wake up, because you'll be passed <laughs> out from the heat. And, uh, and I'll like, be one of those people in the short, short, short shorts. It's just been one band played so far, and he's already unconscious. It's- Although, you know, the the possibility of unconsciousness is very real with this, uh, you know, despite the temperature. But uh, the next band on the list is All Get Out, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not too familiar with All Get Out. I know they're on Equal Vision Records, but I have not, uh, I've not dipped into their stuff, so it'll definitely be a band I'll be checking out uh, for the first time live at Furnace Fest. I am not aware of them either. I have heard nothing but good things. I mean, and that's something to be said. You know, something when we do some of these fest previews and we talk about some of the quote-unquote lesser-known mainstream-wise bands that are on these festivals, when we say we're we're not sure of, of them, we haven't seen them, it's not through wanting to. It's more of a we just haven't had the opportunity to. And sometimes these festivals are a great opportunity to see some of these bands that everyone has been talking about and getting up close and personal with them and finding out what the buzz is all about. Absolutely. 
I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely be interested. Um, now this next one, uh, I mean, I, I don't know how you could not know about Andrew WK. Um, this was a, this was a big one, um, for, uh, a lot of reasons in that, you know, the first, the first announcements of like beloved and, and you know, like a few other bands, I was like, Oh, okay, this is cool or whatever. But I remember furnace fest actually having some pretty stacked lineups and Andrew WK was one of those. And, uh, to the point where they, whenever they announced it, they're like, well, it just really wouldn't be furnace fest without Andrew WK. And th- this will actually be my first time actually seeing Andrew WK, um, in a, in a live, you know, like in a not YouTube setting. I'm interested to see what this looks like because Andrew WK has a few different iterations of what he is in a live setting. Sometimes it is a him with a piano. Sometimes it's with him in the full band. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, go back and listen to the episode we did with Dave Pino, uh, who is the guitarist of Andrew WK. Um, I can definitely tell you after doing that interview with Dave and then going to see Andrew WK in a small 400 cap room, uh, it is sweaty. It is a lot of fist pumping. It is high energy. It is everything you would expect from an Andrew WK show and then some. And it is a sight to be seen. Well, we will definitely be excited to see that site for sure. Um, that's definitely one of the one of the bigger profile artists on here. And uh, it hits up nostalgia, you yeah. know, in, in a big way for sure. And uh, the next band on the list we have is As Friends Rust. Um Obviously, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of as friends Rust, as uh, you know. You've got a little bit of a shy halud connection there, um, as well as the fact that they're a melodic hardcore band. So, of course, you know I'm on board, um, 100%. And uh, definitely, um, definitely one of those bands. Very, very similar to a band we talked about on discography discussion, which we'll talk about later. Um, kind of like Life in Your Way, and that they had a, a they had a a strong lineup for for years, you know, starting back in 96, going through 2002, you know, taking a rest and then coming back uh for a little bit and then they came back in 2011 and been going strong relatively since then. So, I mean, they they're definitely a band that has a solid fan base and will they'll be very excited to to see them at this show. And uh, I will be as well as they're another band. You're going to come to find that as much of as many bands that I'm a fan of, I have not seen a lot of these bands live before. So this will be a this will be a whole new experience for me. Yeah, I definitely don't know much about this band in any way, shape, or form. Um, I you know have heard good things about them, but I like I said, I don't know much about them. So very much looking forward to uh, if we get to go to the show, getting to see this band, getting to see what the, the hype's all about, and uh, going from there. Have you ever heard of Astronoid? Aww. I haven't either, actually. <laughs> I, all, all I know is that they play kind of like a like a post-metal sound, um, kind of like, uh, I, I don't know, like like a heavier, uh, I don't even know, I really know how to explain it uh, without have, just doing a full, you know, band discography, but... Uh, kind of like, kind of like bands like Rosetta, Isis, you know, kind of, kind of in that style without sounding like those bands. Haven't seen them live, haven't checked them out enough, but I will definitely be checking their set out at Furnace Fest for sure. And, uh, the next band, uh, I would hope that you've heard of, John, uh, August Burns Red. This one was kind of a surprise to me as, uh, you know, with some of the, cause at first I thought like, oh, it's just going to be a throwback fest. And then, you know, you start getting bands like 68 and Knock Loose and August Burns Red. And you're like, okay, so they're still, they're still bringing it, you know, for, for the people that maybe haven't heard the older bands, you know, they, you, you might sell tickets just because August Burns Red's going to be there, you know? And, um, 
definitely, you know, a solid state band at the beginning. So of course, you know, I've listened to all their stuff um, multiple times. Um, really one of the, one of the bands that kind of kept metalcore alive when a lot of people said that it was going to die. And uh, definitely, definitely one of the most solid live bands I've ever seen. I, <laughs> I have never seen August Burns Red, full transparency. Um, it's not saying that I, I don't appreciate their music. It's just one of those bands where typically they're the headliner, and I pros to them, they always bring great bands with them, but they're always bringing bands that I would rather see than August Burns Red. And I'm old now, so I just don't always want to stay at shows too late. Um, coincidentally, Kill Switch August Burns Red Show is uh, getting ready to come here to Grand Rapids. It's the second date of that tour. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing August Burns Red because I will have to watch them before Kill Switch goes on. So I'm excited to see August Burns Red, and I feel like I'm kind of at the point where this is the pinnacle of, of where they are as, as a band. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than, it, in, at least in Metalcore, than August Burns Red other in, until you want to go up to the next tier, which would be like your Kill Switch Engage or Lamb of God or, you know, something like that. And so the next band we got coming up is Avail. Avail is a uh, pretty old school band. Um, their first record came out in 1992, so that's like, they, they kind of they kind of wrote a lot of the melodic hardcore and punk book, you know. And uh, I can only imagine that the li- that the live show is going to be on fire, like a hundred percent. I imagine this set is going to generate a merch line of at least one shirt and or hoodie with a crowd shot on it from this show. That's my guess. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. It's funny that you bring that up too, because uh, you know a a lot of the questions that i've wondered is like are some of these bands that are just getting together for the fest going to have merch <laughs> you know or are they are they going or are they all in their garages right now like opening up totes and trying to find you know stuff to sell i would hope that at least i would hope that there's because there's probably going to be a furnace fest like shirt that has every band listed but i mean i i would love to have some beloved merch you know or you know cuz like the beloved shirt that I have is like covered in holes and, you know, it doesn't really fit me anymore. Uh, most of the shirts that I have of the lot of the bands that are going to be here do not fit anymore. So better hold on to that tax money. Yeah, better. I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. You can't, you can't have dance class this year. Cause daddy has to go to his, go to his, uh, his, his furnace fest thing. But uh, the next next band on the list is Bad Cop, Bad Cop. This band comes to Grand Rapids all the time. A lot of kids around here love this band. It's a, you know, it's an all-female band. It's a band that I haven't seen. Um, But again, I just hear so many good things about this band. And their shows, like, typically where they play, it's a 400-cap room. Usually, if it's not sold out, usually comes really close to it. Uh, A lot of the musicians here in town that I respect uh, their opinion on music, they, they rave about this band, so, I mean, shame on me for not going and checking them out when they're literally, like, 10 minutes from my house. I actually think they're coming around here in the next, like, maybe three weeks, I think. Um, I know there's a Bad Cop, Bad Cop show coming pretty soon. They're, they're a band that comes around here pretty consistently. Um, so, I hate to sound like this fucking asshole, but looking forward to catching their set at <laughs> Furnace Fest instead of catching it 10 minutes from my house. Wow. That's uh that's incredible, John. I'm gonna write that down. Well, the next band that you should definitely write down if you haven't heard them before is the Beautiful Mistake. Um, the Beautiful Mistake is one of my favorite bands of that early um, 
yeah, I'm going to just say it, emo, uh, alternative rock style with a little bit of screaming thrown in there. And um, because, like, you listen to a lot of these bands, and I'm going to talk about this a lot um, whenever we get to Further Seems Forever, but, uh, you know, the, these bands that have, like, a hardcore bass, you know, not bass guitar, but, like, a hardcore um, foundation where they're playing very melodic music with mostly sung vocals, but the melodies and how hard the music hits is very rem- reminiscent of bands like Shy Halud and, you know, um, but they're they're taking the melody from those bands and making it sound grander, more epic, and ultimately more palatable for people that don't just want to be screamed at the whole time. Yeah, you know, again... I- <laughs> <laughs> we're probably going to prove that like some some bands just miss me and I don't even have the fact to play off of the fact that oh I'm here in the Midwest so maybe some of these bands didn't make it to my area cuz Dan knows about them but I this era of bands that's playing Furnace Fest it covers a very interesting cross section of years and a lot of it is we'll call the pinnacle of hardcore metalcore you know whatever post hardcore and there's a lot of these that were right in that middle point where it's like yeah i moved out of my parents house and i didn't have money or a car to go to shit so i just completely missed out on a lot of these bands um you're gonna hear me say that yeah i know this band's really important probably you know one of the next few bands that we talk about I just never got to see them and I didn't have the money to buy the records and I didn't have internet at my house to doubt illegally download these things. So there are a lot of these bands. I just don't know dick about honestly. Yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, nobody's perfect except me. Um, but you know, uh, beautiful mistakes, definitely a band you need to check out even before you go to the, cause I think, I think you probably would dig them. Um, speaking of bands that I think we all dig, uh, beloved, which was like, one of the biggest deals, one of the first announcements for this festival. Um, Beloved's a band that I thought I would never see it live again. Um, I did a chat with Aaron from Means a while back whenever I told him my beloved story about um, I was at Cornerstone and they were playing and uh, I went and saw a different band. And the funny thing is I don't even remember what the other band, what the other band was. Uh, and a buddy of mine's like, oh, well, Beloved's about to go on. I'm like, oh, they're not going anywhere. And then like a month later, they broke up forever. And I'm not going to get, I, you know, if I had known back then, I wasn't going to get to see Beloved again until 2020. Uh, or, you know, up until recently, I thought never again. Uh, yeah, I definitely would have stuck around and watched that Beloved set because uh, they they were one of the one of the first like melodic heavy bands that I had heard and uh, being a solid state kid. And uh, I just I think they had a really unique sound and really a lot of other bands like for whatever reason, like the singing vocals didn't have too much wine to them. The, you know, like everything was really smooth. The breakdowns were heavy. The screaming was heavy. Everything was just incredible. And I just uh, I, I love this band so much and I really need a new beloved T-shirt. Yeah, this was one of the bands that, like, I remember friends of mine, when I started getting into this style of music, listening to, and you'll probably appreciate the sediment. So, you know, like, when someone goes, oh, you should listen to this band, because you would probably like them, and they play you a song, and you're just like, it does nothing for me. That was Beloved for me. A lot of people would be like, you love Beloved. You'll love Beloved. And they play me a song, and I was just like, uh, uh, I get it. 
it just does nothing for me. It reminds me of other bands I like a little bit more. And I mean, for the longest time, that was Emery to a T. People would play me and tell me that I should love Emery and I should love that band. And they would play me Emery stuff. And I would just go, ah. And it really wasn't until my wife played like a really random, like deep cut off of one of their like not popular records that I was like, I really like this song. And then that's what it took for me to get into the band. So maybe someone needs to play me a really obscure deep cut of Beloved for me to be like, ah, I finally get it now for me to be like, Okay, I get why everyone loves this band as much as they do. I'll get right on that. Okay. But uh, they only have two... Re- well, they really, they only have one record, and they've got an EP before that. And they actually do have a full length before that that like not very many people talk about, but I happen to have a copy of it. Oh, um, weird. How'd you get that? Uh, I'm not going to talk about that on the internet, because I don't want the people... To- it's fine. I found it on an old MP3 site a long time ago. But uh, So they're like really crappy, like 96K MP3s, but I love them. They're, they, they are beloved to me. <laughs> uh, you know, and, you know, I guess, you know, when talking about Beloved, I guess, uh, you know, John just felt like he was better off and, uh, which is the next band that's going to be, uh, that's going to be there and, uh, better off is, uh, not a hardcore band. So we have a little bit of divert, a little bit more diversity here. Uh, uh, better off is kind of more, more of like a rock alternative. Um, I'm going to say emo, uh, just because, you know. Joe's not here and can't say it for me. So uh I'll just Degent. Degent, yes. Uh but no, they're they're definitely a good band. I, I didn't really listen to them a whole lot, but they were on Blood and Ink Records, which is one of which was a label that I used to pay a lot of attention to back in the day. And um yeah, definitely interested in seeing them play again. I think this is I think there's a handful of bands that you'll see on this festival that are what I'll call a palate cleanser band. Uh yeah, for his much as this festival would love to have you think that you just can't have ass beaters all day, every day, the whole time. I mean, what's wrong with that? I, I mean, you and I say that now, but when we're there in in the reality of the situation, you're going to be like, you know, I kind of wish there was a band that was a little more chill <laughs> for like 40 minutes so I could like enjoy their set, but like just not need to mosh and get beat up. And I think that's why a band like Better Off, I think that's why a band like you were, you know, just saying a little bit ago, uh, The Beautiful Mistake, I think that's why some of these bands are on this festival is to kind of give that palate cleanse of something a little bit different from what you're going to see most of the weekend. Yeah, and it's also like for guys that are big hardcore guys, they start realizing that some of these rock bands and these emo bands can put on set lists that are just as jarring and just as intense um as, as as the ass beaters you know and i mean there's not a whole lot else i could say about it like it's just that uh you know a lot of these bands if you don't check them out you're doing yourself a disservice um up next is blood gin uh blood Gin's one of my favorite metalcore bands uh from back in the day and uh i haven't really kept up with them too much i don't even know if they're like getting together as like a uh as a reunion or if they uh have been active the whole time if they have been i have unfortunately not really been <laughs> keeping up with them um uh, but uh they are uh they're a band that i really wasn't initially into but i went and saw so many shows back in the day that like they were always on and so i always uh always wanted to get kind of a uh i always kind of wanted to wanted, wanted to see them live again because after like it seemed like i was seeing them every week for a while there and then one day they just kind of disappeared <laughs> the only thing really i can say about them is i love the fact that it, technically their name is based on the 
Jin, D G I N N, which is yes. a uh, evil, basically an evil genie. Uh, if you remember those movies, uh, the uh, fuck, what, was, what are they called? Uh, Wishmaster by Wes Craven. Yeah, those yeah. are Jins. Um, I know that has nothing to do with the band, but I use that word a lot in like words with friends and Scrabble and so forth. And people are like, that's not a real fucking word. And I'm like, yeah, it is. So they're a real fucking band, uh, even if you aren't aware of it. So it all applies. Yeah, no, they're cool. I, I love Blood Gin and uh, can't wait to see them for sure. Um, kind of kind of having the metalcore sound that was, uh, for lack of a better word, not generic. We are about to enter the sweet spot, for me at least. Boy Sets Fire? I mean, the next like probably like 10 bands we're, we're going to hit are like my sweet spot. There you go. But yeah, Boy well. Sets Fire. Holy shit. Uh, great band. Great live. Great records. Great Great, great, great! Yeah, I'm. So, what do you want me to say? Yeah, they're they're awesome. I love. I mean, sure thing. That's fire. what they it's are. It's a sure thing, a hundred percent. Yeah, to use my own These terminology. These next like eight me. bands are like a sure thing. Yeah, it, it's definitely. It kind of gets that way. I, I mean, I, I've kind of felt that way about most of the lineup. I mean, up to this point, there haven't been a lot of bands on here that I'm like, oh, why'd you get them on? Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go be an angry fanboy and hurt myself. Um, but yeah, Boy Sets Fire, can't, can't wait to see them. And then after that, we've got the Casket Lottery, which is, um... Don't know much about them, but again, one of those bands I've heard so much about, heard so many positive things, so shame on me for not knowing, never seeing the band. Uh, I'm sure if I were to look up their touring history, they probably have been around this area a shitload, and it's just on me for not having gone to see them at this point. Well, I mean, they have, uh... They have kind of an interesting sound. Number one, they're they're from my home state of Missouri, so you know points there. But uh, no, they're interesting. Like they've got kind of like a what I can only describe as kind of like a techie indie rock sound, which I know usually those words don't usually go together. But uh, you know, it's a band you have to listen to to, to really get it. And I I'm super stoked uh, to see the Casket Lottery. Like I said, you know, the, the, these are the kind of bands where I'll kind of get a little bit of a break from just getting my face beat in. Or having my or having my skull caved in, uh, which is a horrible transition into the next band, which is Cave In. What do you want me to say about Cave In, man? They write music for me. They write music for John. <laughs> you know, it is sad that we're not getting the actual version of Cave In. Yeah. Um, but by all accounts, and I'm just gonna prose this. Maybe we'll see another all-star version of Cabin at this festival? Question marks. Maybe. I mean, let's. I can only. I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna be like, no, it's gonna happen. Shut up and dash all your dreams to pieces. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that would definitely be cool. I'm interested to see what the set's gonna be like. Yeah. No. I. And that's the thing is, I think there's enough. There's enough people across the scene of when it was and when the band came into existence that potentially some interesting collaborations could happen at this festival with this set. Um, I don't see how it's going to be anything short of emotional, uh, personally. Absolutely. I think uh, I think that's going to be one of my highlights for sure and something that I'm going to remember for a long time. Absolutely. And, uh, so, you know, no pressure, guys. You know, you just you can't, <laughs> can't show up and phone it in, you know? No. Uh, the next band that's coming up is Code 7, uh, another band that... Uh, Musically, kind of followed the same uh, career path that uh, one of my other favorite bands, Hopes Fall, which we'll talk about soon. Uh, they followed kind of the same musical career. They started off as a heavier 
like melodic hardcore band and then kind of went alternative rock space rock not all that different than what cave in did also and um so yeah i'm really excited for for code seven just so many of these bands that i haven't thought about in years i'm suddenly stoked that i'm not only stoked about them again but like actually going to be seeing them in concert i just remember a lot of code seven patches and stickers uh in my early teens mid to like early to late teens uh, another band I've never seen, heard a lot of great things about, just never really was a band that like, I mean, that, <laughs> that's the thing that's really impressive about Furnace Fest is like, when you're like code seven, I know that I should know this band, but when I start talking about the bands we've already talked about and the bands that are coming up where I'm like, this is why I don't know code seven as much as I probably should because of X, Y, Z, and everything pre and post those letters in the alphabet. And it's no fault of their own. It's just that there's this... goddamn this lineup is so fucking full of heavy hitters. Then, unfortunately, there are some bands that people like me aren't aware of because the heavy hitters became what we focused on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think the prominence of a lot of these bands, I was kind of more the kid in the basement trying to find obscure bands that my friends hadn't heard of before because that made me feel good about myself for whatever reason. And uh, so, yeah, that's why a few of these, I'm just like, yeah, what do you mean you haven't heard of them? I've definitely heard of the next band. Who, Comeback Kid? Who are they? Oh, god <laughs> damn. I love this band. I love this band so much. Wake the Dead, what a fucking great record. Their Rain City Sessions, aside from Misery Signals, uh, which, I mean, obviously there's Stu in the band from Misery Signals on guitar. I mean... This band just has some of the most impassioned hardcore sing-alongs that you'll ever hear. Yeah, and I mean, if you're not moving during this set, you're dead. Oh my god, are you? Wake yeah. the dead. Yeah, wake the dead, definitely. And I, I believe that they could. If there's a graveyard somewhere around, it may not be a good idea to have Comeback Kid play near them. Uh, because they will wake the dead and we'll have a whole other situation going on at Furnace Fest. Yeah, and I mean... what? <laughs> I'm gonna say the exact same thing about Converge. Have you ever gotten oh. Have you ever gotten beaten in the skull multiple times with a metal hammer? That's a little bit what it's like to listen to Converge. And um, I mean, oh my god, like this, I can't even imagine. Um, I'm looking at the picture on the website of like all these people like rushing the stage, and I can only imagine how hard it will actually be to rush said stage during this. Like, oh my god, like crowd participation, so much energy. How are they playing that fast for so long? Like, uh, just, oh my God, Jake Bannon's voice. Ugh. I have never gotten to see Converge, and I'm hoping this is where I finally get baptized at the, the altar of Converge. Definitely. The riffs of Kurt Ballou, the, the, the voice of Jake Bannon, and just what that band does is basically going to be a religious experience. Uh, it always is. It's, I mean... I've never seen a Converge set. Like, even that Hatebreed Converge set, if you've ever seen that, uh, it's just nothing short of incendiary, uh, where that band just lays waste to wherever they fucking are. Um, so if this is where I finally get to see Converge, I feel like all will be right in the world and I can die right there because that will be perfect. I mean, you probably will die right there, but, it, you know, what a way to go. <laughs> you know, uh Converge. Well, the next band, um, I'm going to admit, I don't like as much as Converge, uh, is uh, Counterparts. Oh, I'm, no, no, I mean, I love Counterparts, but I don't love them like I love Converge yet. You know, g give me another 10 years. 
I don't yeah. even think you need 10 years, dude. Can, Counterparts is one of those bands. So it's it's interesting because, you know, Knock Loose is on this tour, and I feel like Counterparts is, is almost like the bridge for some people, for, like, newer fans who are getting into bands like Knock Loose, getting into bands like, uh, you know, Code Orange and stuff like that, and I know they're not on this fest, but, you know, they, they kind of are this very intense band where they demand your focus and attention, and Brandon Murphy, their vocalist, and we're going to talk about him again here in about, like, three other bands, um, he, you know, he always wears these nostalgia shirts of bands that you're like, fuck yeah, I love that band, and kind of showcases why I think the band gets the attention they do because they appeal to the the newer kids who love this newer style of hardcore mixed with some experimental shit in it while still being firmly rooted in the old school. And for that reason alone, I think Counterparts is just unrelentingly them, and it's fucking great. And if you've never seen them, holy shit, it is, it is phenomenal. I can't speak enough good things about Counterparts. Their last record was so good. And they have a new record getting ready to come out, and uh, hopefully we get to talk to Brandon because he's the only member of End who we'll be talking about in just a second. He's the only member of End we have not talked to so far. So fingers crossed we get to talk to Brandon Murphy uh, of Counterparts. And if you've never seen Counterparts and you've never heard of Counterparts, go back, do your homework. They're stupidly good. There's not a whole lot I have to add to that. Um, but I do have some stuff to add with Defeater. Um not sure if you've heard Defeater or not, John. I, so, fun story. Let me tell you about Defeater and how I found out about them. Okay. I was in Portland, Oregon getting a tattoo because something I do is get tattoos based on where I'm going, a little keepsake of the, the trip. And this song comes on, and I was like, oh, my God, this sounds really cool. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Misery Signals, like this, like, kind of ambient hardcore. And I was just really falling in love with the sound of it. And, and it was kind of different from what I was had been hearing at the tattoo shop and just kind of in general. And I was like, hold on, can someone please go look at whatever the fuck this is? I need to know who this band is before I lose the opportunity to, to know who they are. And it was Defeater. And I immediately went to a record store and bought their most recent album at the time. And then I remember making a Facebook post where I go, I know I'm super late to this fucking train and, and to the party, but Defeater fucking rules. And I'm still here to say five years later yeah defeater fucking rules they're a great band they are if you're kind of into that like weird mid-tempo-y kind of ambient hardcore post-hardcore they got it in droves they're gonna be everything you're looking for well one thing i like about them too being a big lyric guy is that like their music actually tells a story yeah <laughs> which is really interesting to me because you know a lot of these bands a lot of these melodic hardcore bands tend to just talk about like positivity and life change and like inspirational stuff. And like, it's true. It's inspirational. It's cool. It's whatever, but it's kind of fun to have a story to follow throughout the albums. And, um, with it being about, you know, what might seem on the surface to be a pretty mundane subject is actually, um, very, very intricately told. And, uh, it just adds a, a layer to this band that I think a lot of other bands don't have going for them. So, um, Ooh, how are we going to talk about this next one? I mean, ooh, uh, we have a harder I, time talking about the bands we love than we do the bands that we haven't heard as much by. <laughs> 18 Visions. 
Um, they are a band that has showcased so many different styles over their tenure, who recently got back together in the last two years is when they put out their recent record. And it's funny, right when we're doing this discussion is when is the, the anniversary, like the two-year anniversary of me going out to L.A. to go see 18 Visions on the last record cycle. Uh, I had just saw that all my memories pop up of Davey Havoc of AFI almost hitting me in the face uh, while he was moshing during Tower of Snakes. Uh, Josh James, who is in, I think, another... Well, he'll be in 18 Visions, but I, is Stick to Your Guns on this? I don't remember. Um, that's a good question. I mean, it's one of those like probably it should be. Yeah, it should. No, be, it doesn't look like they are actually. Okay, never mind. I'll I'll, I'll edit my I'll edit my comment then. Um, you know, eighteen visions. Uh, when seeing him at the Roxy in L.A., I remember almost getting hit in the face by Davey Havoc uh, of AFI, uh, and you know a couple other bands that you may have heard of uh, during Tower of Snakes, which is an old school eighteen visions uh, song. Eighteen visions. When they came back, a lot of people wondered where they were gonna pick back up from. Were they gonna be more of the vanity of uh, obsession era, where it was more and Aiden the self titled, where it was more kind of that cock rock kind of sound or were they going to be more like until the ink runs out where it was more aggressive and i'm here to tell you if you haven't heard the newest 18 visions record uh it picks back up on the brutal side of shit the way brutal side of shit uh their set typically leans on most of the heavy aggressive shit so if you were looking at the 18 visions announcement and going I wonder if it's worth going because I don't yeah, know which what version. Which 18 Visions am I going to get? Yeah. Let me tell you, you're going to get the ninja fighting crowd participation, black guy liner, way too tight pants. Dudes can probably fuck all your girlfriends and wives and they know it and you know it too and you can't do anything about it. You're going to get that band that's going to fucking kick your teeth in and look good doing it. And God damn it, that is why I fucking love 18 Visions. That is why I love James Hart. And I'm hoping to get to talk to the motherfucker again soon. Because I think a new 18 Visions record's on the way. Yeah, I mean, all he's got to do is come on to confirm it. Yeah. That's it. So It's not that it. hard. But 18 Visions, if you, if you haven't seen them, they still got it. They still got it. Well, that makes me very excited inside. Um, another band that makes me excited inside is End. Uh, which we've talked about before. Um, oh man, we we talked about that that Saint Vitus set at the Hope's Fall show in New York. We've talked about how just colossal that set was. Um, I still watch that live set. I'll just put it on, and it's it's just their first record, basically. But the amount of energy and pissed offedness, which is not a word, that is it is now is present. In that live recording, just if you if you don't even if you can't even see it, just listening to it, which I'm going to tell you, the Unforgiving Arms of God record is a fucking unrelenting record. It is punishing. It is stupidly heavy. But that live set is blisteringly heavy. It is so fucking heavy that I almost prefer it to the recorded output, which is saying something because it's a Will Putney record and. The fact that I haven't gotten to see this band and I've talked to everyone other than Brandon in the band for the podcast 
Like, I, I need to see an end show. I fucking love this record so goddamn much. And a new one is on the horizon, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see some new material be played at this show. But this is one of those bands where the pedigree would be one where you go, well, it's either going to be really good or it's going to be really fucking shit. No, it is stupidly good. It is a super group for a reason. And this honestly... Out of all the bands that maybe you quote-unquote don't know, this might be the sleeper set of the whole fucking festival. Interesting. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's up up against some pretty stiff competition. I but, think uh, they are able, because of the pedigree of the band, I think they will be right up there with some of the, the bands you don't know and the bands you do if you do not know this band. I think they will be the, the surprise of the whole day, of the whole fest, personally. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll let you know afterwards. If we're not dead, we could be dead. When you have palsy of the face, I'm going to be like, Dan, remember when you said you weren't sure how End was going to do? How's your face feeling? It's terrible. He'll never podcast again. All his teeth knocked out. It was horrible. Um, the next band coming up is Era, which is a band that I'm a huge fan of, being a big fan of technical metal. You know, um, Era is one of those bands that, you know, very similar to a lot of bands that I love, um, such as like Glass Cloud, Tesseract, or Born of Osiris. Um, they are um, just an incredible band. If, you, if you're looking for something more than just face-pounding metal, like, first of all, you get that, but you also get uh, much more finessed, uh, or as I like to say, impossible-to-play songwriting. And um, yeah, Era is a fantastic band, and one that you should, if you're into any of those bands I mentioned, you need to check them out like before this. I think Era is one of the few bands of their style that is represented at this festival. And sadly, I don't really know that there's another band like them on this festival, which actually might prove to work to their benefit, actually. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, there aren't a whole lot of super... Te- I mean, you've got August Burns Red, but I don't think they're as techy as Era is by a long shot. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm very excited to, to catch their stuff. I think the hardest part about this festival is making the hard decisions as to which bands you're going to see. It's going to be like Warped Tour, dude. You just got to look at the schedule, and if you can only make like two or three songs of this band, then you go catch two or three songs of another band to catch two or three songs of another band. Like That's just what you got to do. Right. I mean, if things play out the way I'd like for them to play out, you know, we're also going to be doing chats, you know, like, like the whole time, you know. So it's like I might be stuck in a press tent the whole time if, if, if that's the way things go. Well, and... You know. Yeah, there's there's a couple bands that if that comes to it, I'm gonna be like Dan. You, there are bands. It's funny we haven't done this because we haven't been able to go to a festival together. There are a handful of bands that I know. Like if Dan's like, "Hey, I'm going to check this band out. You stay back here," and I'll be like, "All right, totally get it." And there are bands that I'm like, Dan you're going to need to stay back here. And he'll be like, I totally get it. And I love the fact that we both will preemptively know that that's the case and we're not going to argue about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, th- there might be some intense fist fights though. If like you want to go see a band and I'm like, yeah, but hope's false playing. And you're going to be like, yeah, but I'd be and I'm going to be like, yeah, but hope's false playing. And you're going to be like, yeah, but here's the thing. And you're going to be like, Dan, cause I'll already be going. Uh, yeah, you know, that's fine. Hope's fault. You know, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, cause right now we got to get to evergreen terrace, whom I actually really love and, uh, had all their records <laughs> and is a band that for some reason we have not covered on discography discussion, which seems like a crime now that I say it out loud. So it's funny, like a friend of mine did an Evergreen Terrace record repress. I don't remember the record. It had a, uh, I can see it in my head, had like a uh, hot air balloon on it uh, in like red and green on like a 
uh, paper bag canvas cover um, background. But, uh, you know, Josh James, uh, who is in 18 Visions now, who is also in Stick to Your Guns. I'm wondering if he's going to do this show. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what the lineup's going to be. Uh, I definitely am hoping to hear some older Evergreen Terrace songs, uh, for yeah. sure. I mean, I guess they're all old at this point, but, like, uh, some of their really early records, like Losing All Hope is Freedom and, you know, like, uh, Buried Alive by Time. Like, I just, uh, they've got this song called By Heartbeats and Breakdowns that just, like, if they don't play that, then I want all my money back. Um, I'm just kidding. But, uh... <laughs> I definitely, uh, I'll, I'll definitely be excited to see them as they're a band that I never actually got to catch live whenever I was younger and uh, definitely regret it. Um, there was a time in my life where I was only allowed to go to like Christian shows and they didn't fall under that category. So, you know, unfortunately, I just didn't get to go. Well, this is the band that made me want to go every time I die. You, do you like every time I die, John? <sighs> Do I like them? I, I, you know, a little bit, a little bit, just a hair. God damn. Um, I mean, it's 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 no secret. I, this is my favorite band of all time. Uh, I I definitely would say they are in my top three bands of all time. Um, I have seen this band probably over forty times at this point in my life. Uh, I've seen them. So many times on the same album cycle, this band can do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, I would assume at this point, if the new record isn't out, uh, I mean, they're already playing three songs off of a record that's not even recorded at this point. So I would assume we're going to probably hear more. Uh, not the song more. We're going to hear more of the, the music that they're recording currently. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I don't know how big the room is that this band is playing in, but it doesn't matter because it will always feel like a small, small, small room with this band because they, they have the ability to transcend a size of a room and make it feel like it's 200 people who are your best friends singing at the top of your lungs to their set. Um this this might be the every time I die set that kills me uh, just because of the pedigree of who will be there and people traveling from all over the world. But you know what? Uh, if this is where I, 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 I die. Uh, they're literally playing on my birthday. So be it. That's how it was meant to be. Can you guys tell the running theme of this episode that we're planning on dying at Furnace Fest? It's just, you know, it's the only way to go. I mean, they're going to cremate us. That's, that's, that's a, what the festival is about. That's a joke, by the way. You know, I don't want anybody getting upset about us saying that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and if you want to hear more about Every Time I Die, me and John and my co-host Joe and uh, Brandon Kellum of American Standards, we go into explicit detail about everything Every Time I Die on Discography Discussion, episode 150, so check that out. Um, and then uh, this next band, Few Left Standing, uh, this was a surprise for me. I did not think that this band was going to get back together for this fest, but my God, am I happy that they did. They're an old-school Christian hardcore band from the early 2000s, so, you know, basically got my name written all over them. And uh, I think if you think, John, that, you know, there's going to be a, a, a hidden gem or a uh, a sleeper hit or the surprise of the festival, I think I'm putting my money on Few Left Standing. Um, they are incredible, and uh, I don't know when this episode's going to post, but uh, we just did an episode on discography discussion about Few Left Standing, so definitely you can hear more about what I think about that band on that episode. But, um, yeah, absolutely, like, the, these guys are killer, and they're definitely on my merch list. does make me wonder. 
it was some of these bands that come from the Christian hardcore scene from 20 years ago. Do they still feel that way? Uh, some do, some don't. You know, uh, you know, you, if you left standing, I want to say probably still does. Uh, Zay, but bands like Zayo, you know, not not so much. So you know, it just uh, just depends on the individuals involved and the life that they've lived up to this point. But uh, as long as they're still there to rock, I'm still there for them. And uh, next we got Forever Starts Today. One of the few bands with a female in it. Um, so a little bit of diversity here on this this band. Um, this is kind of a newer band that's kind of creating a, a bit of a buzz about them. Um, again, haven't gotten to see them. A lot of times on the tours that they are on, they are the first of three, four, whatever. Um, haven't gotten a chance to see them, but everybody, by all accounts, that has seen them is like, yo, you should go see them. So I will at least say on my end, I'm looking forward to checking this band out. I think that's the thing about Furnace Fest that I'm also looking forward to. And the, the interesting thing about Furnace Fest is you got your heavy hitters where you're like, these are the sure things. Then you got your bands who are like, these are kind of the left to center bands that like, aren't like the rest and then you got some of these up-and-coming bands who are kind of like the the bands that it's like hey if you are into any of these other things these are the bands you should check out because if you're still not a part of the scene this is what you should be looking forward to and supporting going forward and i feel like forever starts today is one of those bands that people of our age should be supporting because i think obviously they are good enough to be on this fest amongst so many heavy hitters as a younger band. So why not support them? Absolutely. And I think they're also going to be another palate cleanser band. You know, when you're used to just getting beat down the whole time, you know, sometimes you just want something that's a little bit lighter and th this absolutely fits that. But, you know, back to the ass beating. Uh, we've got From Autumn to Ashes next. Uh, or Ash beating is what I guess I should say. Now, I do wonder... What ver iteration of From Autumn to Ashes are we getting? Are we getting to pull the wolf by the ears with Francis being the vocalist and there being a full band behind him? Are we getting the original band with, like, you know, Francis on drums doing vocals and I can't remember the vocalist's name, but, you know, the guy doing the harsh vocals. Which version are we getting, do you think? Well, I know that he won't be playing drums uh, because Jeff from Zayo, uh played drums for from on to ashes uh you know towards the end of their uh at the end of their run and i know he i know i've heard he's doing double duty with zeo and from autumn to ashes for this fest so that might lead a little bit of insight um in, into what we're going to be getting personally i i would like to hear some of the older songs and uh honestly i'll be fine with whatever they give me i, li I liked both eras of from autumn to ashes so you know i'm, I'm not going to be disappointed either way but, you know, further seems forever. Yeah, for oh my God. Further seems forever. <sighs> how to start a fire. Do you know how? Nope. I don't know how much further seems forever you've listened to. Um, so, I, I, obviously, I'm a huge fan of the band Strongarm, which, if you don't know, um, famously or not famously, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, went on to form Further Seems Forever, and um, this was definitely my favorite era of the band, as this band is about as good at keeping vocalists as I am at keeping co-hosts. And, um, you know, so you have a kind of a different vibe to each album, having a different singer. But uh, I'm I, I'm super stoked to see this set, and um, 
Further Seems Forever has always been a guilty pleasure of mine in that, you know, mostly listening to hardcore, you know, people would always make kind of make fun of me. They're like, what do you like Further Seems Forever? Because I feel like they still bring that hardcore intensity, but they do it in an, in, in a in a very emotional rock sound. And uh, I just I find that very appealing. Further Seems Forever is a, is a band that a lot of people have great things to say. I just have never seen them, and I've always lumped them in with bands that probably they don't deserve to be lumped in with, and that's on me. Sounds like it, yeah. Um, next band, uh, Gideon. Uh, ain't going to talk about the amount of barn burning that's going to go on during this set. Dude, some fucking red ass cheeks are going to be during this set. It, fucking ass beaters. Ooh, ooh. Gideon, man, one of the most aggressive heavy bands out there. Giddy up. I mean, I, I saw Gideon with Norma Jean uh, a couple of months ago now, and uh, they were you, they stole the show. You said, yeah, they did. They were fantastic. We were joking there being in St. Louis that, uh, you know, yeah, Gideon's out here and they're gonna bring the whole arch down. You know, like they were just uh, that they didn't thankfully because I guess it's well constructed. Uh, but, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. Gideon w- was intense and, um, they, they, they represent this fest really, really, really well in that they started uh, like a lot of the bands on here started off as like a Christian hardcore band and then kind of transitioned away from that. So to answer your question of how many still feel that way, um, Gideon is definitely, um, you know, one of those bands that, that moved away from that, but, uh, it's still putting out absolutely killer music. Um, regardless of what the spiritual slant may or may not be. Glass Eater. Did you ever listen to Glass Eater? I'm going to be John on this one and be like, yeah, they're a band that I've heard but never really like caught on with. Same. Um, don't know much about this band. Uh, this sounds really shitty, but I think yeah, it is what it is, so I'll just fucking admit to it. You know, seeing some of their promo photos, like when they do tours and so forth, they always look like this, like, want to be like some 41 pop punk band that like kind of did metal and i just uh that always dissuaded me from checking them out so that's where i i just ne- i straight up never gave them a chance wow that's rough but uh no it's okay i mean i i definitely um haven't ever been like the biggest fan but uh you know it they're definitely like i like i said i'm saying not the biggest fan that's just because i really haven't listened to them or given them the time of day and uh yeah, that's probably on me, but uh, you know, I'll get to see him live and and finally get to make that determination myself whenever I see him play. So I'm I'm down. And next is Haste the Day. Wrong. Oh, this is Haste, and so it's funny. I I was doing kind of a kind of a a Furnace Fest promo with uh, another podcaster, uh, Brian Patton from As the Story Grows, and I started talking about this band called Haste because apparently there's a newer band called Haste that um is is re- like like within the last five years you know has existed and i thought that was the band but apparently this haste is a is a band that has a lot of uh connections in the hardcore scene from where the fest is taking place and uh, i apologize if they're like a legendary hardcore band that i just missed but uh, i'll be interested in seeing them if uh what brian told me about them is true well holy gold holy had- plus gold holy minus gold holy divided by gold i, I don't know well, I mean, we've had Keller on the show. We uh, have. Talked all about Holy Gold. Um, I've never gotten to see this band. I'm hoping between either Furnace Fest or my trip to Atlanta uh, before my birthday uh, that I'll get to check out Holy Gold because this band rips. Yeah, I actually have seen them live. And, uh, yeah, they, they were very intense, very heavy, uh, very in your face. Um, I got to talk to Keller for a little bit after the after the set. They, uh, they were opening for 
not opening for, but they were on a show with Zayo uh, in Nashville that I drove down for. And um, really happy that I did because I got to see two bands that I wanted to see because you'd been you'd been hyping that Keller interview, you know, uh, to me the whole time. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. Well, we'll check it out, you know. And um, yeah, I was pretty, pretty blown away. Um, even Scott from Zayo was like, hey, make sure you make sure you really watch these guys, you know, like and uh, it was really cool. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see them, I'll see them. And I'm, I'm glad that they ha- are starting to get more of a foothold uh and and start getting included on stuff like this or you know that norma jean house show tour well well yeah of course but that hasn't happened yet anyway moving on to dan's favorite band that if you listen to discography discussion you'll hear this band be compared to any and every band ever not by me but uh yeah um th- that's okay uh hopes fall man I, oh my god hopes fall like yeah i already know what the lineup is i already know what i can expect from the set list um hopes fall dude they got a new record coming <sighs> i mean adam you need to come back on the adam, show come on the show we want to talk about furnace fest we want to sweat with you at furnace fest i mean it, all these things need to happen um and and yeah i mean I, like i said i am not going to spend too much time because like I, i've done it already we had we had a killer interview with adam morgan of hopes fall uh was one of my very first episodes on this podcast um it was a lot of fun and, um, you know, discography discussion, we've talked about Hope's Fall. We continue to talk about Hope's Fall. If you haven't heard Hope's Fall, oh, my God, listen to Hope's Fall. <laughs> Hot Water Music, are you a fan? Um, Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I honestly, like, this This makes so much sense. Oh, you know? absolutely. I mean, y- you don't, if, if, if you're not into, if you're not into good punk rock, you know, then I guess I could understand you not liking this band, but, um. They do it all, man. Uh, post-hardcore, emo, post-punk, whatever that means. Um, they're just a great band all around, man. Like the words that I'm using to describe them really don't really don't give it credit. Definitely a band to see live, and I'm I'm super excited. A friend of mine just posted videos of them out in Portland, and looked incredible. Lots of sing-alongs. I mean, they're not necessarily a typical hardcore band or what you would think of a hardcore band. But their aesthetic is definitely like a hardcore show as yeah, far as yeah. what what happens at them. So, I mean, you can't be into this style of music and not have heard of Hot Water Music, not be into them in some way, shape, or form. So, of course, go see them. If you aren't familiar with them, get familiar. You're going to have a good time. You're going to feel like a sense of community at this show, for sure. They're in their set. Definitely. Um, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Enoch, uh, I mean, I don't, what else is there to say? You know? Um, Honestly, I don't know anything about this dude. Really? No. Really? No, I don't. I think I need to give you Jeff's number, and you need to talk to Jeff. You know, for uh, oh, is he from Sunday Day Real Estate? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That band sucks. Are you kidding me? Oh, I don't even. I don't like Sunday Day Real Estate, so I pro- Dave Grohl is still the best thing that ever happened to that band. <laughs> I'm going to ask Josh Toomey to kick you in the balls next time he sees you. I've never met Joshua Toomey, so it's cool. Well, I tried to make it a little bit safe. I guess I'll have to do it once we get to the fest. You're like, who's this coming up now? Um, no, I'm not a huge fan of Sunday Real Estate either, but I mean, I do like him, and I'm, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be very interested to hear him say, I love, I love Dude's voice, and I think, I think he's an incredible songwriter, so. 
Will he have a full band with him, or is it just literally him with like an acoustic? I don't know the answer to that yet. Fair enough. Let you know right when he goes on. Hey, it looks like there's a band. I yeah. can tell. <laughs> I can tell you what the next band is going to be like. Oh, what, knocked loose. Who are they? I've never even heard of that band. Who are they? Oh loose? my god! Did you <laughs> see their LDB Fest uh, performance recently no. with with all the Garris brothers doing a uh, Dead Ringer? No. Oh my god! It was like. It's all over the internet right now. So basically, Knock Loose was a quote-unquote surprise guest at the LDB Fest, and Brian Garris and his two brothers did Dead Ringer on vocals in front of like a skate park, uh, which had hundreds and hundreds of hardcore kids, and it was amazing. Um, I've seen this band a handful of times, got to interview Brian in their van, this band is the real fucking deal going forward for hardcore. There, We already mentioned kind of Knock knock loose we've already mentioned uh code orange there are a handful of bands that are kind of taking the genre forward and knock loose has enough of that old school aesthetic while still being firmly rooted in newer aesthetics of the scene and i think are firmly planted to be the band that takes the scene forward if you've never seen knock loose if you've never heard of them I really don't know what to say. You need to see them. You need to listen to them. Their shit is incredible. Um, as it is just that is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot to add to that. They're they're one of the most important bands in hardcore right now, if Absolutely. not if not the most. Yeah, no. And I was actually pretty surprised to see them on the fest. I mean, it makes so it makes so much sense. And like, I mean, it's one of those things that if they if they canceled at the last minute i'd be very disappointed even even though some of my favorite bands are going to be here um this is probably someone's favorite band life in your way well hey we just talked about that oh uh, wait what you yeah, did yeah on, oh. the, on the latest episode of discography discussion actually we listened to all of the life in your way albums and uh i really loved them i don't know if my co-host did as much as i did but i mean it's a melodic christian hardcore band so i mean what do you what do you want they're, they're incredible they're, they're they're very passionate have an incredible live show they're just they're, they're one of the bands again that i think you know you're going to be surprised if you've never heard them before at what you're going to get out of it i have absolutely nothing to add to that it's a living sacrifice holy shit i mean literally one of the best metal bands ever of all time period <laughs> stupidly good stupidly uh, good <laughs> there's 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 literally nothing to say if you don't know living sacrifice if you're not stoked on living sacrifice we can't help you so we're just moving on love yeah. is red love is red man um Love is Red, it was a melodic hardcore band <laughs> uh, from Nashville. Um, definitely a band that had kind of a short career, 2000 to 2005, but um, they definitely uh, ha- had a lot of fire in them. And uh, I I mean, I, I always liked them. Um, they're, they weren't really around long enough for me to really to solidify them as one of my favorite hardcore bands, but I think if they'd have been around longer, they probably would have been. Um but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see him at Furnace Fest. Um, definitely as kind of like a reunion type of deal. Don't know nothing about them. Um, very much the same thing. I do remember them having a short span of a, a career. I remember them being like, when you'd see like those really solid tours coming through where you're like, oh, it's this band. And like another band I've heard of, they were like that first of four band on those package tours. Um, never really got to see them. Don't know much about them. So one of those like kind of bands that like have been around for a while, but I never got to see or know anything about. So it's like, yeah, sure. Shit. Like let's, uh, you know, if they're like kickstarting a stage or playing randomly when no one else is playing, like, fuck it. I'll, I'll go check them out and see what the buzz was about, you know, a handful of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
absolutely um really a good band and like i said that uh have never seen them live so it's kind of going to be a blast from the past for me same with luxury too um luxury uh again being kind of a palate cleanser band on this um you know playing more more rock you know kind of kind of out there stuff uh with banjo (laughs) just in case you know you wanted banjo i mean if you're a tooth and nail fan and you don't listen to luxury then i don't really know what to tell you well i feel like them and the next band we're going to talk about kind of Kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, mineral. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and, and honestly, like I, I love to see these types of bands on the uh, on the roster because I mean, as far as I'm concerned, and you know, I know a lot of people don't like to use the word emo, but I promise I'm using it correctly here. Um, they, they're they're one of the best emo bands, uh, like really to exist, and I I love it whenever I'm in the mood for it, and uh, I'll definitely be in the mood for it after getting my skull crushed in several times on this festival. I think that was the smart thing about this festival is that they they realized that it couldn't be completely all ass beaters all the time for the whole weekend. We're saying that, and the next two bands are Misery Signals and Norma Jean. (laughs) No, for sure, and some of the other bands coming up, but it, it was smarter on their part to get bands that were a part of the scene that the bands that they're playing with probably toured with back in the day, and... They were the band's bands that they loved seeing and loved having on the tours with them. And I think, you know, Luxury and Mineral were those kind of bands where people were like, yo, I know they're not necessarily like what we are, but goddamn, like, I love these bands. I love being on tour with these bands. And I think we're getting a lot of that where you're going to see a lot of people being like, you know, you're going to see like a band like Converge. And I could see Jake Bannon being like, yo, stick around for Mineral because Mineral is the shit. They're a great fucking band. Check them out because that dude loves all kinds of music. Yep. So that being said, couldn't fit it. <laughs> we we just did an episode with uh, Jesse from Mr. Signals and Mr. Signals is playing this festival um this is exciting i mean john and i love misery signals we did a whole episode about it on discography discussion and you know um we're looking forward to uh sharing our favorite releases with members of misery signals uh in future episodes so um this is a done deal for me man i couldn't be more excited i am hoping they're gonna play some some newer stuff that they're working on and honestly like i surprisingly i haven't looked up youtube videos of jesse doing carl stuff yeah um i know he does and gotta keep the train running i'm interested to see what that looks like and sounds like um mr signals can't say enough good things about them um great fucking band great dudes now we're moving on to another former podcast guest uh norma jean norma jean so i mean obviously i'm always super stoked to see norma jean i mean you call me up and be like hey norma jean you want to go yeah yeah i'm there already where are you at you know um love norma jean saw norma jean a couple of months ago with gideon Uh, as i mentioned they were incredible as always norma jean's been doing what norma jean does since the old furnace fests and uh i mean if they're not there it really wouldn't feel like furnace fest so i'm i'm super stoked uh to see them play and um i know that there was kind of a push for for uh josh from uh 68 to do like a norma jean bless the martyr kiss the child set or something and um that's probably not gonna happen but uh I, which is honestly good because i i really really love all of the norma jean stuff from the old to the new so i'm i'm excited because they dropped a new record last year called all hail and uh it's a banger and i want to hear those songs live and uh so I'm I'm stoked pretty much with no matter what I get from Norma Jean. Will we get a uh, in Memphis will be laid to waste collab? 
I mean, it would be very disappointing if we didn't. Because <laughs> that's just the way things are supposed to be at a Norma Jean show. They're going to play Memphis, and Josh is going to come out and do his stuff. Well, you know, we can wait with open hands. Uh, who are the next band? Yeah, yeah, open hands, another rock band. Um, again, you know, these bands all have deep roots. There aren't a lot of them, you know, that a lot of the bands that are on this fest are not, like, have formed in the last five years. You know what I mean? Um, there's a few, but not a lot. Um, they're ro- open hands, a rock band, um, started in the late nineties, but I mean, they kind of go all over the place, man, hardcore grunge, you name it, you know, post hardcore, all these different words. Um, they've, they've had more former members in their band than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> um, so many bass players and drummers like, Oh my God. Every time I die. Right. Yeah. No, actually, I think they might actually have them beat, believe it or not. But, uh, no, fantastic band. Um, I'm. I'll be interested in seeing in seeing what they bring at Furnace Fest. And uh, I mean, let's just let's just keep it going, man. Poison the well. Performing all of the opposite of December. So Nate and I both seceded to each other because it just is that monumental, that landmark record. And the band getting back together recently to start playing shows in support of that record. Um, there, there really is nothing to say. Um, if you are going to this fest, don't know anything about Poison the Well, don't know anything about the opposite of December, I honestly don't know why you're going to this fest because a lot of that is predicated on a band like Poison the Well and that seminal record. So, I mean, I'm a little bummed out. I'm like, oh, it's only a 29 minute set then. <laughs> I don't care. I'll enjoy it all. I was going to say, you know, that is going to be a fucking just insane set. Dude, by the time they cut into, like, what, if they play in its entirety, Nerdy is what, track three? Track three that, or four, yeah. Yeah, that place is going to go ape shit with people hanging on anything they can get a hold of, stage diving, punching people, crowd surfing, any and everything that you would expect at a show of this caliber is going to happen. Yeah, and I see no downside to any of that. No. So it it just is one of those things where it's like you you have one of the godfathers of the the scene playing one of the most landmark records of that time and of that era. I I just don't know what more to say. Like you, it ha- has to be if you are a fan of this era, you have to be there to see this. I just got this album on vinyl from you, John. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, my wife sold that. <laughs> oh yeah. I wasn't too stoked when she was like, "Oh, go ahead and put that up." I was like, "Okay." And they're like, oh, Dan and his sniveling little face is like, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. And, uh, yeah, got a free, uh, got a free, um, you know, got a free good Charlotte vinyl out of that deal. Thank you, Ross. I enjoy the ride records. Yeah. See you, Space Cowboy. Another so, band that, uh, go, ahead. go ahead. This is a new one for me. I, I had not really listened to this band too much before people were like, dude, you like all these bands. Why do you not like this band? And I was like, I don't dislike them. I just never listened to them, you know? And, uh, yeah, dude, they're like awesomely intense and really, really remind me of a lot of bands that I listened to back in the Furnace Fest days, <laughs> you know? Um, so, I mean, it's, it's perfect. They're a great addition. I've, I've since, uh, kind of gotten myself familiar and I'm, I'm super excited to see them. No, absolutely. Um, I really have nothing to add to that. They are one of those up-and-coming bands. Uh, like we were saying with Knocked Loose, if uh, you aren't a part of the new scene that basically is kind of paving the way for us old heads who still like the old shit but still want to be a part of the new thing, they are one of those bands. Um, Shy Lude. <laughs> 
Shy Halud. So, uh, by all accounts, Jay Papito, formerly of Reign Supreme, currently of End as the bass player, will be handling vocal duties. And uh, Dan got to talk to, he not only did a Shy Halud episode, but also did an interview with uh, one of the guys from Shy Halud. Matt Fox, and, yep. Yep. And uh, again, this is one of those bands, if you if you have been looking at this festival and been going like, oh, that band sounds rad, that band sounds rad, oh my god, this is like all the bands from my childhood, and you're not looking at Shai Hulud going like, that's one of the bands from my childhood that I fucking love and I can't wait to see again, well, then I don't know what the fuck you're doing going to this fest, because that's the whole reason that this fest is rad. Right, absolutely. I mean, there's enough hours on the internet of me talking about Shy Halud and me talking to Matt from Shy Halud. So yeah, I'll I'll move on. But yeah, to say that I'm stoked is a is a kind of an understatement. And you and know, Dan's. going back into this, I, I guess you know, is this really an advertisement for Furnace Fest or is it an advertisement for my podcast discography discussion or um, ours right now? Yeah, yeah, Showbread. Um, definitely. Uh, this was a surprise, and we did a Showbread episode on discography discussion very recently, and we talked all about how much we loved their album no sir nihilism is not practical and showbread i you know i'm just gonna say this i'm just gonna say this even though it's not true in response uh decided to uh jump onto furnace fest and perform that album in its entirety so hats off to you guys i'm so excited i hope that they all wear red pants and uh or in this case probably like super super short cut off jean red jean shorts you know but whatever i'm down i'm, I'm super stoked to see showbread yeah, up until I heard that uh, discography discussion, I didn't know shit about Showbread, and I just kind of laughed because uh, I, you know, once this this festival and this band got announced, I was like, "God damn, it's almost like Dan like handpicked this band to be on this festival with all the other bands he's been talking about forever on discography discussion." So. Ah, uh, it makes sense. This is, you know, if there was ever a Dan Terry festival, it is this, and it is this year. Absolutely. And uh, and I definitely feel that way when talking about Stretch Armstrong, who was just announced. Um, oh, my God, dude. Stretch Armstrong's like a legendary hardcore band. Um, oh, if you like bands like Comeback Kid, you're going to love Stretch Armstrong. Like, I'm I'm telling you, man, they, they, they have been around since as long as I've been listening to this kind of music, and they are just an incredible live band, uh, a band that you can't help but sing along to, and uh, I... I I, I almost shat myself whenever I saw the announcement because I had hoped whenever the fest first started announcing it, I was like, okay, we're Stretch Armstrong. They waited until the last possible minute to to confirm it. Yep, same. Not okay. a fan, huh? No, I was just, just saying, like, I mean, it's one of those things, like, I, there's nothing more to add. Yeah. When this fest started getting announced and they weren't a part of it, it was like, that seems weird. And then there they were toward the very, very, very end of all the announcements. And it's like, ah, okay, now that makes sense. Right. And uh, the next band on is uh, Terminal, who... I uh, love this Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, it's not the Tom Hanks movie. It's not the it's oh. not the pop rock band from uh, from Denmark. Oh. Um, no, we're, we're, we're talking about Terminal, uh, the American band. Uh, and, uh, yeah, honestly, I really didn't listen to much uh, Terminal. I know that they are beloved by people, no pun intended. Classic, classic tooth and nail band, um, post-hardcore christian music um i mean honestly like if you like stuff like Anne berlin and jimmy world you're going to be right at home with terminal they're they're a fantastic band and again another good uh break from the straight up beatdown that you've gotten up to this point 
I think this next band, the Appleseed Cast, is uh, another one of those bands that'll be a nice palate cleanser for the attendees uh, at this year's Furnace Fest. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Appleseed Cast is not the band that you go to for a beatdown by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they're going to be like a nice cold glass of water. <laughs> uh, you know, just a very, very atmospheric band and um, very, very passionate. I, you know... I don't listen to them nearly as much as I feel like I should. They're one of those bands that everybody is is always pushing on me, and I'm always like, "Yeah, they're great." And then they're like, "No, but you need to like listen to more." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I know. I'm I'm getting to it. You know, uh, eventually I'm gonna get there." But yeah, and I'm gonna get to see them live. And again, you know, a lot of these bands that I'm kind of on the fence about, you know, it, it, seeing them live is gonna turn the tide for sure. Absolutely. Um, actually, this next band is a band that I've heard a lot of great things about. I, I've never seen, I don't honestly think they've come around me uh, here in Grand Rapids, um, Darling Fire. I have heard really great things about this band, and it's kind of a bummer that I straight up, I don't think I've seen them on any tours coming in my area. Like, you know, I scour a lot of the shows coming through at least my area and yours actually now, you know, that I know where you are. Cause I'm like, okay, so if something's not coming to Michigan or maybe Chicago, maybe it's going to like St. Louis or whatever. So Dan can try to like do an interview or whatever on our behalf. And you know the few the few bands that I've heard talk about the Darling Fire have had nothing but great things to say, and I'm just kind of bummed that either straight up they just don't come to the Midwest or are on tours that are coming to venues that I somehow am not privy to, but I actually think might surprise a lot of people because I've heard band people be really stoked on this band. Yeah, I honestly have not. I'm I'm not too familiar at all. So again, it's going to be a new experience for me. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a lot to add on that. But uh, you know, yeah, I'm excited that they're there. As, I don't know as, much as about dumb the next as that band sounds. Either. Yeah, the Judas Cradle is a band whose name I've heard probably four hundred thousand times. Really? And uh, yeah, like I've I've always heard the name. They've always been in my recommendations for bands to listen to, and I just have never really listened to them. And uh, even though they're they're you know. 2001 2003 i mean they're 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 a band that you know honestly i feel like maybe was trying to make a name for themselves in the scene and it just never caught on but um i'll be very interested to hear you know how they sound and i, I and i want to say it's hardcore metalcore type stuff from that era um i, I want to say i've heard a few songs on some samplers but i haven't ever really listened to them and i haven't really even thought about them in years so of course here they are in furnace fest where i i have no choice but to pay attention yeah no i don't know much about them. Juliana Theory. Um, Yay. We, we were supposed to get Brett Dieter on this podcast, and that just hasn't panned out. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to get some other people from this band that are in another band currently, uh, but they don't drink, so I don't think they're going to come on our show. But Juliana Theory. Did they talk uh, to Scott Stapp? Yeah. <laughs> um, Juliana Theory. Uh, they're playing all of uh, what is it, the twenty year of emotion uh, is dead. Yeah, I I think that's what they're built to be doing. Right? They're doing the twenty year of this. I want to say they are. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the Juliana Theory. I mean, it, it's definitely a mood band for me. I don't hate them. I don't think they're trash. I just, um, you know, I'm a huge Zayo fan. So you know, with Brett being there, it's is a perk. But 
Um, and I think, I think Brett's a really good songwriter and everything, but, uh, for the most part, they're, they're a band that, um, you know, I don't know. I, I just tend to tend to prefer stuff like Further Seems Forever over Juliana Theory, but that's just my opinion. I think they're going to kill it. Emotion is Dead is a great record. So, uh, you know, I'll be excited to see it live. Absolutely. And uh, going on to another guest of the podcast. Let's just keep beating people's skulls in. <laughs> on Earth. Uh, Ken Susie. Um, on Earth. I mean, I know a lot of people kind of have been like, oh, they're that band that, you know, just kind of never got over the hump. I'm in the last like two years since their last record came out, I feel like that band has gotten on every great tour uh, here in the States, internationally. Um, that band is still fucking white hot. They are great. And uh, I imagine maybe they're going to play some old school shit and they're going to rip and melt some goddamn faces off. I mean, I would hope so. I mean, Unearth has been around for you know longer than probably my car, um, <laughs> and I could tell you um, one of the mo- one of the most intense live bands you'll ever see, and guys that just know how to play and are just I mean, it's just it's just straight fire. And even their new their their newest record was significantly heavier than I was expecting. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I definitely uh, I can't wait to see some of the classics as well as. Um, as well as some of their newer stuff. Absolutely. Um, I don't know anything about this next band. Oh, so. Unwed Sailor. So yeah. Unwed Sailor was is I kind of consider them to be a little bit of a super group uh, in a lot of ways uh, because there's just been a lot of people um, that have been bands that I'm into uh, that have, that have participated. They they mainly play like atmospheric music, um, like mostly mostly instrumental. Um, so, but like some of the, some of the notable things like Matthew Putman, um, brother of Corey Brandon of Norma Jean, um, performed with, uh, Unwed Sailor, uh, David, B- uh, Bazan from Pedro the Lion. Um, so like, you know, definitely people that I'm familiar with and, uh, I haven't listened to all of their stuff, but their music is again, kind of like I was saying about Appleseed Cast will be kind of a, a glass of, a, a glass of cold water for you, uh, in the middle of a hot day. So uh, they're very, um, they're they're very uh, well respected within that scene. Well, with an endorsement like that, I, I don't know how anyone wouldn't want to listen to them. So yeah, I like, mean, no, they're very they're very good. You should definitely check out some of their stuff. And now we're heading into the last three bands announced currently. Varials. I mean, stupidly good band. Varials. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Like. One of the newer bands, but oh my god, <laughs> like so good, so and, good. Uh, yeah, like I'm sorry, we're getting tired. We we started this late at night, like idiots. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, Varials is, is a stupidly good band that if you don't check out, then again, you're doing yourself a huge dis- disservice. And uh, yeah, I can't I can't wait to see Varials on this one. Same. I'm also really excited about With Honor. Same. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing about this whole fest. You know, it's the 20th anniversary of this festival, and uh, fuck, man. Like, even if it's a band that you don't know, like, how many times have Dan and I been like, oh, I, we've never seen this band. We don't know much about this band. Other than the fact that bands and people who we l- value their opinion of say this band's great. So this whole thing from A to fucking Z that we've gone through, like a band like With Honor, I've never seen. I don't know much about. 
but I have heard how great this fucking band is. Just like I've heard consistently about some of the other bands. I'm like, I don't know much about this band, but I hear from other bands that I like on Twitter and Facebook and all these things. Yo, this fucking band kills it every night. Yo, this fucking band is great. You should be checking out this band. And Furnace Fest somehow was able to bring together bands that we love from 20 some odd years ago. Bands that we are kind of becoming aware of between like the knock looses and so forth. And bands that we know are good, but we don't know anything about. And I think With Honor is one of those bands. Like I've heard nothing but great things. Bands of old and new are both like, yo, With Honor is the shit. You need to support them and check them out. So here we are going to Furnace Fest. Can't wait to see With Honor. Can't wait to see what the buzz is about. Can't wait to walk away being like, yep, they were right. They are the shit. And I should be supporting them. Speaking of bands that are the shit and you should be supporting them. We are done for the night. Zayo. <laughs> uh, I don't have to say a whole lot about Zayo. I mean, like, I what have I not said? I've done how many episodes of discography discussion on Zayo? I had Scott say a really cool thing on a podcast, uh, of the uh, episode of this podcast in an interview. I love Zayo. These guys are great. Um, I, I've had the opportunity to, you know, stay on a talking basis with, uh, with Scott and... Um, not that I'm not on a talking basis, like they're not going to punch me if they see me the next time. Um, but you know, at least, uh, I've talked to Scott probably the most out of, out of, out of the guys in Zayo and, um, they're just great guys. They're a legendary, they're a legendary metal band and, um, very much like living sacrifice in the sense that like they're a band whose name you've probably heard a billion times and probably don't know how to pronounce correctly, but, um, Zao. it's definitely Zayo, but. The thing is, is that um, Zayo is like, can I mean, I put them right up there with Converge as far as their influence on this kind of music. And uh, yeah, obviously I can't wait to see Zayo. I see Zayo anytime I have an opportunity to do so. Do you think you could talk to Scott and see if Dan will do the podcast logo on us? If he'll bring us tattoo stuff? <laughs> I don't know if he'll, you know, do it right there at the fest or not. But uh, No, yeah. for real. No, for real. See if he'll do it. I'll pay him. We'll ask. I, I'll ask that question. I mean, I get dumb. I mean, it's not dumb to me, but I get I get tattoos when I go travel places. So why the fuck not? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, all we can do is ask. You should. All right, I will. And that's uh, that's that wraps. That's up a wrap. Whole, Did we make it? We made it in an hour and forty minutes. We we wrapped up the Zayo uh, <laughs> chat. Right. We, it's and then funny there's that, the other bands we talked about too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess there's still technically more bands TBD. Uh, so I don't know if there uh, is or not. I thought that they had announced everybody. Well, you never know. Um, but all that said, um, shit, what a fucking festival. I think if you are remotely a fan of this genre, you probably seen on Facebook, on Twitter, on whatever social media you use, people going like, fuck, man, like, they're announcing all the bands that I fucking love. Like, did they just announce, like, my favorite fest of, like, when I was 19? And, yeah, Furnace Fest fucking did that. And it's 20 years in, so why the fuck wouldn't they announce their, you know, best lineup ever to celebrate 20 years of this festival? They just had to so, wait a few years to announce it so that they could include bands like Knocked Loose. No, for sure. So, I... <laughs> So many great shows and festivals are being announced uh, and seemingly every week for this year. Uh, anniversary shows, you know, big festivals, just one-off shows and so forth. Um, 
I don't know that any other festival has come in with such a hot uh, lineup as Furnace Fest where they are literally keeping everyone on their toes week in and week out with their announcements. Band people are getting excited whether they're a part of it or not. I know the dudes in Violent Life, Violent Death are like, oh, what the fuck, man? Like, all these bands are fucking tight and I, I need to go. And the sentiment is the same. We need to go. Um, are there any bands that you would add to the lineup? Uh, the only band that I would add to this that would seemingly make sense for me would be possibly Glassjaw. Okay, yeah. I couldn't complain there. It's one of the few bands I can think of from this era that probably would fit. The only other band that maybe would work, actually two bands that I can think of that maybe would work for me that, or I'm like, okay, this is why you would add these. And as soon as I say them, I'd be like, yeah, that works based on some of the other bands. Uh, Most Precious Blood seemingly would make sense to, to reunite for this show. Um, and then the other band would be Thursday playing. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. So those are kind of the three bands that I'm surprised weren't uh, announced for this. But, I mean, given how much it probably costs for all these bands to be on this festival, uh, I'm glad I'm not on the hook for the tab. <laughs> right. Well, but yeah, absolutely. It is, it is one of those things that, like, I know, like, my 18 Visions, before they were involved, I know, like, James Hart was like, yo, this fest is sick. I, I, I would want to go see this fest based on X, Y, and Z bands. So the fact that every band that's involved wants to see all the other bands involved, I think kind of speaks to how important this fest is. And that's why we dedicated a whole episode to it, because it is a very important festival. And if you don't know any of these bands, whether you're like us with some of the, the other bands that maybe weren't as prevalent as some of the bigger bands that got out of the scene, it doesn't negate what they've done. Um, but it definitely is a fest where it incorporates old, new, legendary, up and coming, like whatever title you want to put on it, it encompasses. Um, so we are hoping to be a part of the festival. We would love to go and do some interviews with some of these bands. Obviously, we've talked to a lot of the people in these bands, but um, I would love to just talk to a lot of these people and, and talk about what this festival means to them being a part of it. Um, I feel like this is going to be one of those fests 10 years later we're going to look back and be like, yo, this fest was fucking so integral to bridging the gaps between 20 years ago to now. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Well, yeah, and I hope to see everybody there because I'm going no matter what. But, you know, um, if you guys buy some pens, it'll be easier for me to do that. So if you would like to follow us, you can find us at Brewspeak Pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Buy some pens from us. Email us at brutallyspeaking at gmail.com. We are trying to figure out any way we can get to this festival, because as we just spent the last almost two hours telling you, this festival is incredible and we want to go be a part of it. So share this episode. Let Furnace Fest know that you want us to go to this festival and interview the bands and get you some exclusive content and help you feel like you were there if you're not going there. Uh, if you would like to keep up with Metal Nexus, you can find them at MetalNexus.net, Facebook at MetalNexus, Instagram at Metal.Nexus, and Twitter at Metal underscore Nexus. And Dan will tell you very quickly where he can be found. I can be found on Facebook under Daniel Terry. I can be found on Twitter at DiscussMetalDan. You can send me an email at DiscussMetalDan at gmail.com. And you can find my other podcasts at DiscussMetal.com. 
And uh, for our sponsors at On Point Palmade, onpointpalmade.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, On Point Palmade. Keep your hair and beard looking good, especially for these festivals. You want to be looking good, especially if people haven't seen you in 10, 15, 20 years uh, since the last showing of whatever band you're there to support. Uh, Bean Bastard Coffee. Actually, there's another band I would love to see at this festival. It dies today. Uh, the drummer, Nicholas Maruso, this is his uh, coffee company. Go to beanbastard.com. Support them for supporting us go to facebook instagram bean bastard and let them know that we sent you uh it dies today is a great band and uh bean bastard coffee is great coffee and for the brutally speaking podcast for furnace fest 2020 i am john and i am dan and we will hopefully see you at the fest